With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, I'm Jim Dudley. Jim, Sacramento police officers were investigating reports of a man who had been smashing car windows and was bounding fences between people's backyards um, for a, a full, I think it was eight minutes, looking for this guy. Maybe it was 18, I can't recall. I'd seen the, all of the, the body cam footage of it. And it's dark, and it's late, and you know there were multiple reports of cars being broken into. And after a time, a, a helicopter guides these coppers because it's got the FLIR and the chopper sees the guy one yard to the next and guides the coppers back into this yard. They come around a, the, the corner of the house and the, you can hear one cop say on the, on the body cam, show me your hands, show me your hands, show me your hands. And the guy just took, took off a little further down that uh, yard. And then he says, show me your hands one more time. And he goes, gun, gun, gun. So clearly what he was looking at, what he appeared, what he, what he perceived was a threat, right? Yeah. And under Garner, you are legally justified in shooting a person who you deem to be a threat of great bodily harm or death to you or, or another, right? Sure. Completely justifiable. Um, but in the immediate aftermath of that event, the narrative began with the same old refrain, unarmed black man shot by police officers. Turns out he wasn't armed, but that's not the issue. You know, under Garner, if you perceive a threat, it was a mobile phone. Which, it, why do you? Why would someone spin around and point a mobile phone at a cop? It's a clear ticket to being six feet under. People are just stupid. First off, in, in doing that, um, but the the narrative in the media and online on social media became immediately a false narrative, or at least an overinflated narrative of these were two aggressive cops who were just out to kill somebody tonight. And, you know, they shut down uh, Sacramento uh, Kings basketball game, or at least one, maybe two. Um, protesters kept people from doing their normal, everyday things. And it all comes down to, you know, the manipulation of people who are intellectually incurious to actually investigate on their own and find out what the truth of the matter is, mm -hmm. or wait until an investigation by law enforcement reveals what actually happened. And then instead, they just kind of rush to judgment and it goes back to the same way Ferguson cooked off, you know, unarmed black man shot by police. And suddenly it was this a freight train, hands up, don't shoot. It had so much momentum in the first 24 hours that you couldn't put that genie back in the bottle. What do you think about how the response, these over responses by protesters and people like that uh, to police shootings? Well, I think it's obvious that that media sells newspapers, sells ads on TV time. Uh, you know, the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads, is the, the first story on a, a television newscast. Uh, I think that holds true today. I know a, a couple of uh, recent incidents that were reported where very important facts uh, were not presented over a series of reports of the same incident. And I don't know if, if we can attribute that to just shoddy journalism. Laziness. Laziness, poor reporting, poor investigation, 
or if there's an intent either um, explicitly or tacitly to not provide details in order to stimulate a reaction by the public. And in the, the case that you're talking about in Sacramento with the individual, uh, the first report I read, um, I was out of town and I, I pick up the news and it reported that a man talking on a phone in his backyard was shot and killed by police. Right, right. Um, subsequently, I, I saw the uh, the video footage from the body cam of, the, of one of the officers and also the aerial uh, image from the helicopter uh, the police helicopter and the pilots, the sheriff's helicopter. And the it, it begins in progress. The sheriff uh, officer or spotter in the helicopter is dictating to the ground troops. He just broke another window, I believe it starts out. Mm-hmm. Shows an individual running through a backyard that is two or three houses away from... Where he ultimately was shot, yeah. Yeah, from his grandmother's right. Right. house. So he is indeed in another backyard, two or three houses away. He jumps fences. You can see him jumping fences. He jumps on a small shed to get over a fence. Um, Eventually, he gets to this area where you can see the deputies uh, rushing towards him. Um, Some things are said, and ultimately shots are fired. Uh, You've mentioned it already. Graham versus Connor, 490 U.S. 386, a Supreme Court case that outlines uh, the responsibilities of police officers before using uh, lethal force or potential lethal force. And that is the objective reasonableness of the officer on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I've, th- I've seen through social media uh, people objecting, saying, uh, why do cops keep shooting people with phones? Why do people keep shooting cops who are, or why do cops keep shooting people who are, quote, unarmed? And that's a whole nother subject when we look at statistics and is a person really unarmed if they are pulling the officer's gun from its holster? Mm-hmm. I think once they put their hand on the officer's gun, they are, they should be considered armed. Yeah. Um, so again, it's, it's the media portrayal and it's the first thing that sticks in the mind of the potential protesters. We've recently had two or three other shootings in the San Francisco Bay mm-hmm. area Um, One where a uh, local transit agency uh, officer is um, sitting in uh, his booth uh, making a report or doing some some clerical work. Here's shots fired, runs to the platform, sees two men engaged grappling, uh, sees that one of them is armed with a handgun. And the reports are fuzzy. And this is this is one, one of my points and my problems with the reporting is. You can, if you look hard enough through the reports, you can determine there is an individual who shot. Let's call him uh, individual X, X, right? Victim X. So victim X has already been shot, supposedly by the other armed individual. Mm -hmm. The barred officer comes up, tells officer, tells the individual why to drop the gun. There's no compliance. Eventually, the officer shoots. The person with the gun, the gun is seen in the video um, on the ground. But of the four different reports and the last one, the last report on the incident was written by the sports editor of the local paper. Um, uh, Yeah, digging deep there. And he goes on to make all these anti-law enforcement statements. Again, it says nothing about 
victim X and his gunshot wound, his name, what he said, what hospital he went to, the condition he's in. None of the reports say that. Again, is it explicit or implicit that they left these details mm-hmm. out? I think, you know, one of the things that, and to your point, it, these media organizations exist on the backs of advertising dollars. You know, they, they, without advertisers, they're, they're gone. Sure. Um, and in order for them to be, finger quotes in the air now, popular and read, you know, the most the most read newspaper in America or the yeah. the most viewed network in America, all of that. In order for that to happen, they have to cater to or um, speak to the largest, what they perceive to be the largest audience. And that mm-hmm. largest audience is, generally speaking, not particularly interested in hearing the law enforcement side of the story. Right. They're more interested in hearing, you know, how... Um, you know, jackbooted thugs are running around the streets trying to find people to shoot every night. That's just not the case, but that's the way it's typically framed. And in addition to the the organized media, you know, the mainstream or the non-mainstream, but the organized media, you have another organization that is, I want to say it's more grassroots, but it's not. It's more astroturfed. It's a whole bunch of different groups that work in concert, or at least are rowing in the same direction, mm-hmm. that respond immediately upon any report and begin to force those narratives even before the news media starts to do it. News media just goes, hey, that's that's a meme, that's popular, that's trending, we're going to report on that. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and so we're, we're going to try to, these two kind of opposite sides of the same coin, basically working in parallel paths. They're not... In, I don't think they're in cahoots in particular, you know, like there's no written agreement that we're, you know, Black Lives Matter and the NBC News are going to be working together. That's not the way that this works. But they're both, they both have agendas that are parallel paths that it, it, it becomes almost impossible, to your point about the, the, the Bay Area transit shooting there, to, to find out what really happened or find out what the, the victim side of the equation is. Sure. It's, not, it's not the popular part of the story. Right. And, and to go further, we had an, another situation a couple of weeks ago where an individual was robbing people with a gun, jumps into the trunk of a car, the police pull the car over, tell the guy to get out, order him in Spanish and English multiple times, come out with your hands up. He responds by pulling the gun out and firing at the officers. Mm-hmm. And the officers uh, fired back. I was interviewed by one of our local TV news stations. And the officer tried to get me on the spot to say, well, can't you understand um, the ire by the public about the nearly 100 shots fired at the individual? Mm-hmm. And I opined that the police had done everything they were required to do by law. They went beyond, they de-escalated, mm-hmm. they held onto the vehicle, they had a perimeter set, they ordered him over loud hailers, there's there's no problem with them hearing. They're 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 talking over loud hailers. They're shouting to him in English and in Spanish to drop the weapon, come out with his hands up, and he responds by firing. He dictates the rules of engagement, right. and what happens after that is on him. You have people unclear on the concept that are sympathetic to this now uh, deceased uh, armed robber and. 
again, you see protests in the street, in part because of the reporting. Right. Um, I'm sure this has happened in your jurisdiction or a neighboring jurisdiction within the last month. I'm going to I'm going to guarantee that something has happened in your jurisdiction or one nearby um, that that commanded the attention or or got the attention of either a local online group or a local protest group or one of your local news stations. We want to hear about what happened to you. Uh, Email us at policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.